The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, Command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live on bread alone. And then he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. And the devil said to him, I shall give you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I may give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. And then he led him to Jerusalem, made him stand on the parapet of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him in reply, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed for a time. The Gospel of the Lord. When you read the lives of the saints, you will discover that all of them, in one way, experienced great temptation. For instance, great St. Anthony, not St. Anthony of Padua, but St. Anthony of the desert, the hermit, the abbot, experienced great temptations when he was in the desert. It almost overwhelmed him. St. Thomas Aquinas did, too, sent to him. St. Vincent de Paul once had someone come to him, a man, and say that he was very much tempted to sins of the flesh. And St. Vincent said, I will take them from you. And then experienced the most terrifying temptations he'd ever known in his life. The saints aren't people who were never tempted. They are people who were tempted, as you and I, even worse, but with the grace of God, overcame them and were victorious. But where did the strength come from? 
When our Lord was conceived and born into this world, he was born and conceived to die. When the Magi came, they came to worship this king who was sent into the world to suffer and die for the sins of all humanity. At his baptism, he went into the water to take upon himself all human sin and take it to the cross. And today, he goes into the desert to take upon himself all human temptation. We are told that the Spirit led him there. God will often allow us to be tempted, to strengthen us, to test us. If we aren't tested, we won't grow. If we aren't confronted, we won't move forward. So God will allow us to be strengthened, but always gives us the strength to endure. We are told then that he was sent there to be tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing for 40 days. That number 40 is important, isn't it, in Scripture? Noah, 40 days and 40 nights. The Israelites, 40 years in the desert. 40 is a symbol of completion. Something has been accomplished. And then we are told, very simply, and he was hungry. Fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungry. You and I know when we are weak, the temptation uh, is stronger. We are much more uh, open to being tempted and to falling when we are weak. In fact, in the anointing of the sick, uh, the priest prays that uh, the person being anointed will be free from sin and all temptation. Because when we are sick, again, we are open to temptation. And our Lord now is weak. And the demonic comes. But remember, our Lord isn't simply being tempted to do something or omit something. He's being tempted away from something. We don't think of that in our own life, do we? Whenever we're tempted, we aren't simply tempted to do or not do something. We are tempted to move away from something, to push something away. Our Lord is being tempted away from two things. He's being tempted away from the Father. As you and I are, when we are tempted, we are tempted away from the love of, of our Father, of God the Father. And he's being tempted away from the cross, as you and I are tempted away from the cross. Those are the temptations away from something. And the devil then will confront him with these three temptations. If you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. Become a bread king. Feed them, as in the sixth chapter of St. John's Gospel, the bread of life. Feed them. They'll love you, but not a cross. They don't want a cross. Just give them what they want. Meet their physical needs. Give them pleasure. And they will follow you, but not a cross. You and I know that too, don't we? We would rather not have the cross. We will often run wherever we can find shelter from it, even though it's our only means of freedom, and it's in the end the only means to understanding God's love. And our Lord then brushes him aside. One does not live on bread alone. Notice, the Lord never argues with the demonic. It doesn't do any good to argue with the devil. The devil's got all the time in the world, and all the tricks in the world too. Our Lord simply brushes him aside, which is the way to deal with the devil. And the devil, above all, is proud and does not like being ignored uh, or ridiculed. And so then he goes on to say, showing him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. 
I will give to you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me. Was the devil telling the truth for once in his existence? All of this has been handed over to me. And I may give it to whomever I wish. It's a frightening thought, isn't it? All this will be yours if you worship me. In other words, away from the Father. Worship me. Fix yourself on me. I can give you all this. He's speaking to his human nature, of course. Our Lord is weakened. His divine nature is there. But his human nature is fighting with the strength, of course, that he has as God-man. I will give you all this. Why a cross? Just leave the Father and worship me. We don't think of ourselves as doing that, but we do. We would never think of ourselves as worshiping the demonic. But when we leave the Father, we're going to go somewhere. And so, our Lord is confronted with this reality. But not a cross. You can have all the power in the world, but not a cross. And our Lord rejects him, not arguing, simply telling him, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then he takes him to Jerusalem. Notice every temptation, one way or another, is summed up in these three. And he set, puts, puts him on the parapet of the temple, the top of the temple. He says, if you are the Son of God, but notice, notice the temptation, if you are, prove it. Our Lord needs, pro- needs to prove nothing to anyone. If you are the Son of God, Throw yourself down from here. Throw yourself down. In other words, do something that will make them say, oh. Something that will shock them. That will show them that you have a real magical power. Give them a pill. Anything but not a cross. They won't tolerate the cross. They will reject the cross. They will reject you if you offer them the cross. So now just give them this little moment of uh, magical entertainment and they will follow you because they'll follow anything. Remember what Henry VIII said to St. Thomas More? Some people follow me because they'll follow anything that moves. Some people will follow me because they want a tiger and I'm their teeth. That's true. People will follow anything. But our Lord then brushes him aside again. He says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. We do that too, don't we, sometimes? If you love me, why don't you do something about my condition? When in fact, here we are being tested again. That was so common in the Old Testament. We forget that. God would be testing us. This isn't fair. What isn't fair? Being tested? As I said, we won't grow otherwise. But God always gives us the strength we need. Always. And then it says, When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. Another translation says, He departed to wait for another occasion. So he departs for a time. The devil will come back. The demonic never gets tired. The demonic doesn't sleep. 
The demonic will be back. In fact, the most powerful temptation will come at the end, on the cross. And it won't come directly from the demonic. It will come from the mouths of those at the foot of the cross. Those who crucified him, the chief priests, the scribes, that's where the temptation will come from. And it will come in this form. You who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. And the chief priests are even more direct. He saved others, he cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel? Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God? Let God deliver him if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And from the thief on the left. Come down from the cross. It's human to come down. It's divine to stay there. And so the Lord stays because he has come for that reason to redeem us. So all of these victories aren't simply victories and triumphs of the will, as in the case of Hitler, the triumph of the will. This is the triumph of love. Our Lord overcomes all of these temptations. He takes them all to the cross with him out of love for us. Now, He now comes to us in his body and blood to strengthen us to do the same thing. Not only to overcome temptation, which we can always do, but he comes to us to teach us and give us a love that makes it possible. We aren't simply triumphing because we have a strong will. We are triumphing because we have a strong love. And in the end, that's the only motive that God ever will give us for moving at all.